Welcome to the Soda Baptist Church podcast. This message is part of the teaching ministry of Soda Baptist Church in Livingston, Texas. We hope that you are encouraged and challenged to grow closer in your walk with Christ through this message. We invite you to check out our website at www.sodabaptist.org for more information about our church. forest and me and my uncle we was he was 17 I was 18 and we decided that we were going to walk out of Borkin Springs this little bitty small lake and we were going to follow the creek that come out of that lake all the way to the Angelina River and we we did that we got down to the end of that and we decided I didn't want to walk that creek all the way all the way back we're going to take a shortcut well uh, we wound up lost in the woods and it was a hard way to find the way out. But we and we, we started at ten o'clock that morning and it was dark before we found our way out. But I remember another time uh, I was looking at a hunting lease over in Dieball. It was close enough to Dieball that we could hear the sawmill. And I had gotten lost when I was younger and I was I had determined that I wouldn't go back out in the woods in a place that I didn't know unless I had a compass. We got out there, and I was thinking, I said, but I can hear the sawmill. I just throwed the compass down on the, the seat. You can hear one direction. If you know where that's at, surely you can find your way out of the woods. And we got down in there, and it was, oh, it was about a 100-acre little old hunting lease there, and it was even fenced in. But we went in there, and I can remember, I crossed a creek. And when I crossed that creek, I said in my mind, that creek is running from my left to my right. I crossed over that creek, and we went in, in there, and we got to look in, and, and uh, me and a buddy of mine, and, and uh, we decided it was time to leave, and he was going to uh, lead us out. Well, I remember when we left, that sawmill was, the sound of it was to my left. I remembered that. We got down in there, and, and he tried to lead us out, and he couldn't find his way out. And I had done decided. I knew he needed to go this way, and he was going the wrong way. So I began to lead us out. And about 10 minutes later, I remember when I said, hey, let me get us out of the woods. There was a yellow flag tied to this limb in this tree. And we was gone about 10 more minutes, and directly we came back up on that yellow flag. And I went out there and made one big circle. I said, man, I I just knew I could get us out of here. And my problem was I found the creek that I had crossed but when I found the creek, it was running in the wrong direction. And I decided, now, whatever you do, don't cross that creek because it's, you're really going to be lost then. I want you to know, if I'd have had a compass, if I'd have took that compass with me, even though I thought I was going in the wrong direction, if I'd have had a compass, I could have looked at that compass that is true that is accurate, that never goes wrong, and I could have set that compass to where I was going, and I could have found my way out of that. Do you agree with that? I really thought I could find my way out when I heard that sawmill, but I don't know if the the sound was different. I don't know what it was, but I couldn't find my way out. Well, that's what the title of the message is. Lost? Here's your compass. Before I came in this morning, I was sitting in my office. 
And I hadn't intended to read this scripture, but I'm going to turn to it. It's in Matthew chapter 9. You want to turn there with me. Matthew chapter 9. Verse number 36. This is what it says, and I, I believe that, that if Jesus Christ was in the flesh today and He stood right here in America today, He could say these same words, and it says, But when He saw the multitudes, He was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. They were scattered abroad as having as sheep having no shepherd. Now what I don't want to do this morning, I don't want to beat up and hound America in the direction that it's going, but I do want to say this morning that America is headed in the wrong direction. Let me say it again. America is heading in the wrong direction. Well, maybe there's not enough in here that agree with me. Because you see, just because our lawmakers say that abortion is okay doesn't mean that it makes it okay. Just because our lawmakers say that it's okay for a man to marry a man and a woman to marry a woman doesn't mean it's okay. Let me tell you, America is headed in the wrong direction. And the reason, the reason why is because America is not using this compass to tell, that, tell America and the people of America the direction that it is supposed to be going. If America today was going in a, the direction that the Word of God says that it should go, we would not be going in the direction that we're going today. That is why I'm, I've titled the message this morning, Lost And when I use that word lost, I'm not just talking about your spiritual souls. I'm talking about your moral compass. I'm talking about the direction and the, in the way that you're thinking. Are you lost in the area of where you're thinking? Let me tell you, here is a compass right here that will set your eyes and your hearts and your thoughts in the right direction. And don't think that I am ignorant enough to think America is going to turn around. But what we can do is we can determine in our own hearts and in our own lives the direction God desires for us to go. And the reason I say that, when, when God judged Israel and God sent Israel to Babylon, they were taken captive, they were moved out of their land. But this is what God told them. He said, listen... While you're in Babylon and while you're in judgment, he says, listen, you go ahead and you have children. You be happy and you take joy where you're at. You can have joy even in this judgment, but keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. America has lost its step. The reason that I was saying just a few minutes ago, as we assemble here together, and I'm not going to tell you every church in America is the right place to go to church.
I, I don't, I don't want to, I'm afraid I'm getting off track this morning. I had to, none of this have I intended to say. But when you have a pastor in our local community that comes out of the closet, okay, and I, and I think all of us know what that means. They have a same-sex relationship. And I want you to know that pastor stands in a pulpit this morning declaring the Word of God. And I'm telling you right now, his compass is off. And it's not because of what Wayne Bickley believes or what Wayne Bickley thinks. Because I am a nobody. But God has called me to proclaim this. This is the way. This is the truth. This is the life. And we need to understand that. I took a quote this morning from one of our presidential candidates. He was speaking to a group of the evangelical or pastor. He was speaking to a pastor's group. And this is what he was telling them. He says, now listen. He says, this is probably one of the most important elections that we will ever have in the United States of America. We need to get the evangelical pastors of America to go and tell their people. Now this is what he said to them. He says, and this little quote, So go out and spread the word, and once I get in, I will do my thing that I do very well. And I figure it's probably maybe the only way I'm going to get to heaven, so I better do a good job. Okay? Let me tell you, do you know what the compass says? The compass says it doesn't matter how good you are. Listen to this. The compass says it really doesn't matter how bad you are. The only way that you're going to reach heaven is by the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed on the cross for your sins. There is no other way. Now what we've got to understand that it doesn't matter how bad any person has been in this room. The Word of God says if you give me your sins, I'll take them and I bore those sins on the cross. And it's the blood that was shed for your sins that will save you and it is not how good you are. You do not have the ability to save yourself. Jesus Christ gives salvation. Not Wayne Bickley and not what you can do, but Jesus Christ is the way and the only way. So for our leader, a possible leader of our country to say that, you need to know that you've been deceived, you've been duped by someone, some humanistic idea that all you've got to do to get to heaven is to be a good boy. Which is hypocrisy. Which is... A message straight from the pits of hell. We need a compass. And it does no good to have this compass sitting on your end tables or in your, in your bookshelves. If we do not take the compass out and look at it, it does us absolutely no good. It, does, it wouldn't have done me any good... To be wandering around through those woods with a compass in my pocket had I not took the compass out and looked at it and looked and, and oh, man. See, I even, I don't need it now. I think they got the idea. I, I had Susie download a compass on my phone so that I could tell and get up here and say, okay, look here. 
And I was going to ask you which way was north. You know what? Many of you could pull out a compass on your phone. And you know what? Every one of us would have the same direction. If you weren't looking at a compass, you might be a few degrees off this way. Because I think, and some of you old timers, it's, it's already embedded in your brain. I think north is that way. Am I right? But you know what? When I look at that compass, it may say north is just that way. Or just that way. And I want you to know, we as God's people are... Well, now let me take that back. We as a nation, I want you to know, I was reading back in 1602 before they ever became to America the compass that they had set for America. And I want you to know it was to be followers of the Word of God. I want you to know America started off in the right direction, but we're off course. And the only way to change that is for us to get back in God's Word and go, Oh man, I'm going this direction? Well, this says I need to change. This has got to be our compass. Turn with me to Psalms chapter 32. I preached a message last week out of the book of Psalms. I don't mind telling you. One of the things that I try to practice, I read five psalm or I read five psalms a day, which you know most psalms are very short, and I read one proverb a day, and if you will do that, that will take you through Proverbs and Psalms every single month. If you want to know how to live life, I'm telling you, Proverbs and Psalms will lead you that direction. David wrote most of the Psalms, not all of the Psalms, but he wrote most of the Psalms. David was a man after God's own heart. Solomon wrote, wrote most of the Proverbs, and Solomon was known as the wisest man to ever live on this earth. I'm telling you, that's two good places. If you want to read scriptures every single day, start there and continue to, to build a relationship in the book of Psalms and in the book of Proverbs. What I want us to look at this morning in these two Psalms, and we're going to look in Proverbs, or in Psalms chapter 32 and Psalms chapter 33, and let's look what it says here. In Psalms 32, let's look at the first couple of verses there. It says, Blessed it is he whose transgressions is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my roaring all of the day long. Now, this is David speaking. This is David speaking, and he says, Listen, I want you to know, whew, my relationship with God is the most important thing to me in my life. This is what David was saying. And he says, when I got off of my walk with Christ, or when I got off of my walk with God, that verse 3 says, when I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. How many of us who are, who are born again Christians and had a, have had a walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, when we get away from our walk, what happens to us? Man, you just feel terrible. Man, you, 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 you know what the joy of the Lord felt like, and it just... It's like your bones just wax cold. This is what David was saying. He said, listen, he says, I know what it's like to live under the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he says, and I know what it's like to walk away from it. He says, oh, man, I desire to be more like him. Look down in verse number 8. Look down in verse number 8. He says, I will instruct thee 
and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with mine eyes. You know what David is saying right there? He said, look, I need a compass. I need something to show me the direction in which I need to go. He is talking about the Lord. The Lord God is going to direct His path and lead Him. Look what it says in verse 9. He's saying this, don't be like this. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding, whose mouth must be held in with bit and bridle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be unto the wicked, but he that trusteth in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. This is what he's saying. Listen, don't be forced to be led around like a horse or a mule and told which direction you should go, and to go this way or to go that Listen, trust in the Lord and let Him lead and guide and direct your ways. And when you do, you will experience the joy of the Lord. Every single time in Wayne Bickley's life that I have gone out on my own way and made things in my own decisions based on my own thoughts, I have been led astray. When if I had have taken God's word and in my own thoughts I was thinking, well, this is a better way. And listen, you need to know, I'm not fixing to tell you the incidences where I have failed in life. I'm not. We don't have time for that. But every time where I have gone off path and gone astray, I want you to know, I, I have gone back and the Lord has revealed to me scriptures. And when I go back and I look at them, I went, man, if I had just read that scripture before I made this decision, I would have not have made that same decision. Now, do you know the only way that you can know that is if you pull the compass out of your pocket and read it. That's the only way that's going to be revealed to you. The only way that you're going to know the direction and the ways that God wants you to go is to be in the Word of God. Verse 11 ends like this. Verse 11 ends, it says, Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. Listen, it, that's what happens when you have that relationship with the Lord. Chapter 30, or Psalms 33 starts off like this. Just right on the tail end of this psalm, He says, Rejoice in the Lord, all you righteous, for praise is comely for the upright. Praise the Lord with the harp. Sing unto Him with the psalmstry and the instruments of ten strings. Sing unto Him a new song. Play skillfully with a loud noise, for the word of the Lord is right, and all of His works are done in truth. Listen, we can wake up every day, and it is in our our ability to worship and praise the Lord for what He has done and what He has said to us and how He has provided for us. You know, I, I thought about that and I was thinking about when it said this, uh, uh, one of the other illustrations or one of the other uh, translations tells us that we are to sing the, with the Lord with a guitar and with the piano. And I was thinking for myself, I said, you know, I forget that the piano is a string instrument. You, do you ever think about that? 
I never thought of I said, oh, that's right. There's, you open the back of that thing up and it's a whole bunch of strings. And when you hit that little key on the thing, it just hits a string and it makes a noise. And when it... Listen to it. The scripture tells us that we are to praise the Lord for what He has done for us. You want to know what you're supposed to do and wake up in the morning? Are you supposed to wake up grumbly and grippy? No, what the Word of God says, the compass says, turn your eyes first in the morning to the Creator of all things and praise Him. Your day will start off completely different. If you'll do what the compass tells us to do. As I begin to look at the next part of this scripture, it, and I'm not going to read it all, but in verse number 5 down through verse number 10, this is what it describes. It says, listen, the God our Maker identifies the ones who made us. The God our Maker is the one who has taken the earth and put the earth exactly the way it is. He is the one that has taken the seas and laid the seas exactly where they're supposed to lay. The stars in the sky, He's put every single one of them up there. The Bible even tells us that He has given every star in heaven a name. Man, I don't even know that many words. Much less to have a star that every star up there has a name. It tells us, do we recognize who it is that created us and has given us an opportunity to glorify in Him? Man, we should wake up every day with a song in our heart. Even if you wake up in a bad mood, you should recognize and count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will amaze you what God has done. He tells us that. In this scripture, He tells us that. Here's another verse that I forgot to put in there. And it's uh, uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. And I, I want you to... You just write this one down. How many, how many of you truly believe that when Noah was on the earth that the earth was literally flooded with water? Literally, I mean really. I mean, you, you believe that this whole earth was really covered with water? Amen. But did you know the Bible even tells us that as we live today, that people will deny that that's even happened. Listen to this, what it says, and this is 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 4, and it says, And saying, Where is the promise of His coming? For since His fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Man, all these Christian churches say that there's going to be a rapture one day and that Jesus Christ is going to come back. The naysayers say, Well, y'all been saying that for 2,000 years. Where is He's not coming back. So they deny that. But listen to what else it says. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. People of the world today, regardless of the scientific evidence, regardless of the biblical evidence, they will deny, deny, deny that God flooded the earth and that the word of God is true, you go to your science books that are being taught in our schools and tell me where it tells us that the flood was ever done on this earth. It's not going to tell you. What does it say right here? That they willingly deny God's word. Willingly deny that Jesus is Lord. Willingly deny the cross. Willingly deny the resurrection. The reason so many people are going to hell, it's not because God doesn't love you, it's because people willingly deny the truth of the Word of God. It's willing. Willingly. 
Let me give us the answer this morning. And then I'll be done. Turn to Romans chapter 12 with me. Romans chapter 12. My heart breaks as I look at America and just as Jesus looked and he saw the the people, he says, y'all are like sheep who are scattered and going astray. Man, I, I want you to know Jesus' heart broke. He's, and this is what he goes on to say. He says, man, the fields are wide unto harvest, but where are the workers? I'm glad that God has made me a pastor of a local congregation and not a missionary to reach the whole world. He's, he's put me and he's identified where I need to work. And as I sit in my office this morning, my heart breaks even for our community. As I look into our community and I see people in our community who are like sheep without a shepherd. And they're just they're looking for everything that satisfies. That's why drugs are so prevalent. That's why alcohol is so prevalent. That's why divorce is so prevalent. That's why, why unwed mothers are so prevalent. All of these things are a result of people trying to find their identity in joy and peace in the world today. But this is what Romans chapter 12 says for us. If we would do this right here, we would find what we're looking for. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now listen to this right here. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Teenagers, I'm not jumping on y'all. Okay, I'm not. I, well, Jared's here this morning. Jared wasn't here, what, two or three months, and you passed out a survey and a questionnaire for our kids. And let me tell you what, the only unanimous question that every single teenager in our youth group answered that was correct when they asked the question, is smoking wrong, every teenager in our youth group said yes. Yeah. But the questions about is it okay to have sex with your girlfriend before you're married? The answer was yes. That wasn't unanimous. To smoking marijuana, it wasn't unanimous. Uh, to, to believing that God's word is the only word, the truth, that was not unanimous. The only unanimous question that was answered by every single kid in our youth group about anything was is smoking tobacco, and it was identified, it's tobacco. Is smoking tobacco wrong? That's the only one they all agreed to. I was just amazed. And I'll be honest with you. I don't know find in the scriptures where it says smoking tobacco is wrong. <gasps> we don't live under legalism, we live under grace. 
not transformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How are we going to renew our minds? Pick up the compass. If we're going in the wrong direction, we need to pick up the compass. Let me end by reading some scriptures. And all of these scriptures come out of Psalms and Proverbs. Let me tell you what it talks about, this compass right here. And we'll be done. Psalm 17, 5. My steps have held to your paths. My feet have not slipped. Psalms 18, 20, 32. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. Psalms 18, 36. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles... Do not turn. Proverbs 3 and 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not upon thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Now, did you notice what those, thir- those scriptures right there just identified? It was a walk. <laughs> Lord, you help me not turn my ankles. God, you help me. You, you broaden my path because when I look into your word... It's easy for me to stay on the path when I look at your word. When you don't read his word, it's easy to get off of the path. He says, do not trust in your own understanding. Our America today has built an America around their own understanding and not around the understanding of God. We should have fully expected us. God's word tells us that's where it's going to go. But I'm telling you. My greatest concern is this group that sits before me this morning. We need to keep our compass open every single day. It goes on and it continues in Proverbs 3. and Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not upon your own understanding. In all his ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Then he says, be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Another scripture in verse in Psalms 3. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall thy life be unto thy soul and grace unto thy neck. Thou shalt walk in thy way safely and thy feet shall not stumble. Do you understand? It keeps talking about our feet and the path that we walk on. If we continue to walk this path, use this as our compass. When thou goest, thy steps shall be straightened. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Another scripture out of Proverbs 4. Let thy eyes look right on and let thy eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Using this. I have only got one scripture that I'm going to read about the ones that do not follow this. And you will understand this scripture perfectly. Listen to this. In Proverbs 4.19 The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. I don't know if y'all know this, but I use that swing out from under that out under that big tree right there. It's, that's where I counsel with lots of people. They'll come up, and I'll, I'll take them out there, and we'll sit on the swing, and and we'll look out into the backyard, and we'll sit there and we'll talk. And this is what they say: They say, 
just got out of jail or just got out of prison or just posted a bond because they've been arrested. And they'll say, Brother Wayne, I have no idea how I got to where I am. You know what that scripture just right there said? It said, the wicked that do not look to the ways of the, the Word of God, the wicked are like someone that is running in the darkness and they... Poof! And it says, and they don't even realize it what they stumbled at. They fall and they don't even realize what they stumbled at. Because they have not used God's Word as a compass. They have used... Let the world guide and direct their paths in their relationship, in their finances, in their, the way they raise their children. They use the things of the world, and when their children go awry or amiss, or their finances are, are in the tumblets, or, 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 or the, the way that they're living, or the things that are taking place in their life, they don't even realize that they've stumbled, or what caused this, and it's because they do not know what the compass Says. Have I made it pretty clear this morning? Man, I tell you what I hate. And I've been there. I hate walking out after a service where you come and you listen to a preacher preach and then when they walk out the door they go, man, I have no idea what he said this morning. I hate that. I've been there. I probably preach sermons like that. I want you to know it's not my desire. My desire for you this morning is to know you can depend on this to keep you in the right direction. All right? I want you to know you can depend on this to save you. To save you. In God's Word. I, I, I love that song, and I probably don't know the words exactly how it even though I've sung it a million times. It says this. He paid a debt he did not owe. Speaking of Jesus. I owe a debt I cannot pay. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owe a debt I could not pay. I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. This right here tells you, no matter where you've been in life, God paid your debt. Let me tell you what the devil will tell you. The devil will tell you and make you feel guilty. And he said, listen, you don't deserve to go to that church. Man, you don't deserve salvation. He can't save you. You don't know how wrong you've been. That's what the world will say. Jesus Christ died. He has mercy for you. He spread His grace out. For by grace are you saved through your faith that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins. That's what this direction will send you. Don't leave this morning without knowing Him. If you're in a Christian, and, and, and we've done it, if you're a Christian here this morning and you're a believer, what you need to do is you need to take your Bible and you need to set it before you and you need to begin to read and you need to make sure that you are in, going in the direction that your compass tells you to go. And if there is anything that's going on in your life that doesn't line up with this, you know what you need to do? You need to change. You know, one of the hardest things in the world to do. You need to change. All right. 
I trust the Holy Spirit to do the rest of the speaking that needs to be done this morning. Let's stand together. Father, I want to thank you for the opportunity that you...